The NBA season has officially started. Everything you need to know about the college football rankings. The Eagles somehow still miraculously have a shot to make the postseason. And all of the teams so far that have clenched a spot in the playoffs. All of that and more on this week's episode of It's Sports This. Welcome to week 12, episode 12 of It's Sports This, Sarah. I can't even handle it. <laughs> Why do we that say- means we've had 12 weeks <laughs> since we launched our podcast, and it has been so much fun. <laughs> this week, obviously, just like every other week, there's so much to cover. So yes. we're going to jump right into NBA preseason, which started last week. Yeah. And the one person that everybody's talking about that was a no show for NBA preseason because he does not have a home right now is James Harden. So he's got, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, just as a reminder for you guys, James Harden is the one who is known for his beard and he has a long contract with the Houston Rockets and he wants out. He says, to the Houston Rockets and to the entire basketball world. He wants to be a part of a championship team and he does not think that the Houston Rockets are going to get him there. So he wants out. Yeah, Sarah, James Harden has made it very, very clear that he wants to leave the Rockets and go to the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. So the problem with this whole thing, and I know he's mentioned he wanted to go to the Philadelphia 76ers at some point too. He's kind of all over the place. And I don't know, I nobody's really talking about how terrible of a human being he sounds like like I can you imagine trying to play with so greedy and so just like outwardly ridiculous anyway that is just an opinion piece but the problem is we talked about this you know a couple weeks ago the Nets anybody would want James Harden but like we talked about a few weeks ago the rest of his contract is very expensive he's making like 50 million dollars a year it's something crazy and so we discussed that salary cap and unfortunately Really, the only trade that the Nets would be able to make, it would be Kyrie Irving, who is another high-paid player who plays for the Nets. And the Nets just aren't willing to give up Kyrie Irving. So good for them. They like their locker room. They like the, you know, bond that Kyrie Irving has with Kevin Durant. And so they don't want to, they don't want to, you know, let him go. Right. And Kevin Durant too. I mean, he was out for an entire season because of an Achilles um, tear and now he's back. He played his very first game last week, Sarah, and he did a great job. He came back. He was slam dunking it left and right. Maybe not left and right. I think he had like one or two, but still, I mean, yes. he looked really good coming back for his first appearance after being out for an entire season. I was going to say anytime that somebody's injured, especially of that caliber and Achilles tear, when you see them jumping period, let alone dunking the ball, it definitely warms the heart. But another team, Christine, while we're on dunking and teams that look just like total sauce is the Charlotte Hornets. Have you seen LaMelo ball assist miles Bridges and his dunks full windmill dunks? I was convinced that it was going to be in the um, ESPN top 10 the next day and it didn't make it. And I was like, seriously pouting around my house. I was like, Travis, that's ridiculous. Miles Bridges dunk was absolutely amazing. It was like a full windmill. It looked like he, he went from all the, the way I mean, back. Again, we'll put it for you guys on the story just so you can see what we're talking about. But <laughs> I was out in public 
Oh, y'all saw, if you follow us on Instagram, I was a very embarrassing dinner guest. Virginia Tech was playing during dinner, but I was also watching other sports highlights. I apologize to all the other guests who were at dinner. Obviously, I was not paying you any attention. But anyway, I watched the highlight while I was watching all the college football rudely in the middle of dinner. And I full on stood up, Christine, and dropped my phone. And Travis and I were like, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. I was watching it live in my living room and I, I stopped it, paused it and rewound that about four or five times. I was like, Michael, you have got to see this. It was, this was sick. It was amazing. It wasn't just the dunk itself too. It was the assist. Yes. LaMelo's assists are so electric. And I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I've never really watched LaMelo ball play prior to him playing for the Hornets. So this was my first time really getting to see him play and he's not a very good shooter. And that's like one of the, it's not the first thing I noticed about him, but obviously the first thing I noticed about him was how amazing his passes are. They're so incredible. So concise. They go exactly where they need to be. They're behind the back. I mean, it's crazy. Yes. And I think we need to break down for our listeners what an assist is, right? So when we say he's such a, he's an assist King, it means that he can set the other players up on his team to make open shots. So when you are, when you give somebody an assist, it's part of your stat line and you pass them the ball and then they shoot the ball and they make the shot. So if I give Christine an assist, I pass the ball to Christine, it opens Christine up and she shoots the ball and she makes it. So that would be an assist for me. So LaMelo ball, I think his shooting as time goes on, Christine will do nothing but improve, but I I don't even think the Hornets won that first game. I couldn't care any less because they were just so fun um, to watch. But while we're on LaMelo ball, being in Charlotte, I know all the tea. He bought Cam Newton's um, condo. Yeah, I saw that. And I remember when Cam put his condo up yes, for sale. And I'm forever like, who's going to buy Cam's place? I'm pretty sure we talked about it in one of our pod episodes. But come to find out, LaMelo Ball's the one that bought it. Of course, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but... So- this, the coolest thing about, okay, so it is on top of Chima. So for those of you that aren't from Charlotte, Google it. It's right in downtown. So there's Chima, it's the Brazilian like steakhouse. steakhouse. Correct. And then the entire floor above Chima is Cam Newton's soon to be LaMelo Ball's place. And then the floor, whole floor above that is Michael Jordan's. So wait, what? Yes. So the only how, people how many times have I eaten at Chima, not knowing that Cam Newton and Michael Jordan were above theirs. Yeah. They live upstairs. The two floors above Chima are Michael Jordan and now we're going to be LaMelo ball. And the coolest part of this entire thing is that the entrance to their garage is clear and there's some, we've got a, um, some mixed stories about what the garage is actually made out of what the garage door is actually made out of. I told Travis, my husband, it was made out of plexiglass. He said it's made out of some sort of chain link. So I'm going to need to do a drive by while I'm searching for Teddy Bridgewater in his minivan and take a picture and <laughs> let you guys know, but you can see through it. So not only do they have like the most elite location in uptown and have two full floors with I'm sure elevators to get them up there above a Brazilian steakhouse, but you also drive by or walk by and just get to look in to the garage of a multi, multi, two multi, multi millionaires and all of the cars that they drive. So I'm really hoping that LaMelo ball. And I have a feeling he won't disappoint us, but I have a feeling that LaMelo ball will put his cars 
in there so that we all have something to look at when we walk by that see-through garage door, whatever the heck it's made out of. I can't believe I've lived in Charlotte for my entire life and I haven't ever known about this. But also, I wonder how intimidating it is to live under your boss, pretty much. I mean, really, when you think about it. Oh, that's true. Michael Jordan owns the Charlotte Hornets. I don't even think about that. But I mean, to be honest, Christine, love Michael Jordan, but do you think he lives there full time? Probably not. Truth, truth, truth. It probably is just like his place to stay when he goes to the Hornets games, which this season, for those of you that don't know, the NBA is not having any spectators. So not really sure how often he'll be there, but yes, he better be minding his P's and Q's when boss is in town. Yeah. <laughs> for real though. Um, and while we're still on the Hornets, I did want to mention Hayward because Gordon Hayward, he was the big talk. Everybody, you know, obviously the Hornets paid him an astronomical amount to have him. He only played 20 minutes in this past game. Um, rightfully so it's preseason a lot of the times they don't like to play their bigger players so they don't get hurt um but he had 11 points on the 20 minutes that he played so he's not looking bad so all in all I think we're on the right track I'm excited for this season and basketball season is always so much fun but right now I think one season to be really really excited about is Coastal Carolina's undefeated season yes Christine so As of right now, Coastal Carolina in the AP poll is ranked number nine. And then in the coaches poll, they are ranked as um, number 12. So So I'm going to need (laughs) you to elaborate on these polls because I'm sure I'm not alone when I literally, I looked at the notes, Sarah and I make notes that we kind of want to hit on for our um, episodes. And I was going through our notes that Sarah made and I was like, what the hell does AP poll and coaches poll mean? So I'm, it, it looked like a different language to me. So I think you should elaborate a little bit more on what that means. Okay. So coastal Carolina has an 11 and O record and they're ranked. So there are different polls that rank the college football teams based on how well they think that they are. And each poll group is made up of different people. So there's the AP poll, which is the associated press poll made up of 60 college football sports reporters. There's the coaches poll, which is a randomly selected group of college football coaches. And then yes, whenever they rank these teams is it before the season so it's before the teams have played so that's why whenever you see the college football season starts you see that like Alabama's ranked number one yes yes so that's a really good like where the hell did that ranking come from okay gotcha yes so the AP poll and the coaches poll rank before the season even starts to your point the one that matters out of those two is the AP poll so the associated press poll, when you're watching a game or when you see um, a ranking list on ESPN, unless it specifically says that it's the coaches poll, it always defaults to the AP poll. So from preseason through midseason, you have the AP poll and the coaches poll. Once midseason hits, a new committee meets known as the college football playoff committee. Now, this committee only came to fruition in 2014, I want to say, when the college football playoff became a thing. And once the college football committee, playoff committee, starts meeting, this poll 
is the one that matters. So it trumps the coaches poll and it trumps the AP poll. But so AP poll, coaches poll are before the season even starts. And then mid-season comes the college football playoff ranking or committee. Yes. College football playoff committee. Yes, the, correct. The college football playoff committee meets and then polls the team. So from preseason gotcha. to midseason, we have the AP poll and the coaches poll, which the AP poll is the one that matters up until that point. And then from midseason through the end of the season, we still have the AP poll and the coaches poll. But the one that matters, the one that's going to send four teams to the college football playoff is the college football playoff committee. And they will rank schools based on how well they think that they are. And the committee is, yeah, so the committee is made up of 13 um, members and they serve a three-year term. Okay, so Coastal Carolina probably was not ranked. So it's not that you get ranked once. So so the AP poll and the, and the coaches poll don't just rank you one time. They rank you every week. So they start ranking you preseason. But every week after you play, they will re-rank you. So after every single game that you play, every single week, I think the AP poll comes out on Monday and the coaches poll comes out on Monday too. Um, you'll get ranked. So it's not that the AP poll and the coaches poll stop when okay. the college football playoff committee meets. You continue to rank the teams with the only ones that really have any sort of weight and will send you to a bowl game or the college football playoff is the college football playoff committee. Okay. So it's not like, like what you said earlier, like you're ranked at preseason and then you don't get another ranking until midseason when the college football playoff committee meets, you're still getting ranked in between, um, in between that time frame. So after every game, it just doesn't have as much weight in it. Yeah. Until the college football playoff committee meets. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 That makes sense. I think you did a really good job of explaining it. I okay, feel like good. I at least have an idea now yes. um, and of what the polls mean. Cause they can be very confusing. They are confusing. So typically you'll see a poll that comes out either on Sunday night or Monday. Those are the AP polls and the coaches poll, the college football playoff committee or those rankings come out on Tuesday nights. So those they meet on Tuesday night. So this was week, what 11, I guess of college football. So they will meet Tuesday night and it will be the official top 25. And then they will meet one more time next Tuesday night. I want to say after all of the conference championships have taken place and that committee on that night will decide who the top four teams in college football are and what two teams are going to I'm sorry, what four teams are going to the college football playoff? Um, four will play, number four will play number one, number three will play number two, and then the winner of those two games will play each other in the college football national championship. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I was looking up, uh, you did you did a better job explaining that than a lot of articles I read, to be honest. I was reading articles, and one of the main things that stuck out in these articles that I was reading about the poll, Sarah, was that there is one team that took a gigantic dip in the AP poll, 
and it was Florida because yes. they lost to LSU, which nobody predicted. I don't even remember how much Florida was favored in this game, Christine, but it was a sight to see. Typically, when somebody is as highly ranked as Florida, you usually don't see them dip as much as they, like they dropped five spots in the AP poll from last week. Again, from like number six to number 11. Yes. They went from number six right? to number 11. That's right. We have not had, again, the college football playoff committee has not met yet. Christine and I are recording on Monday night. We're recording a day early. So as of tomorrow night, we'll know where their official standing is, but it's not looking too hot for Florida. They are playing Alabama and the SEC championship game, which is this coming Saturday in Atlanta at eight yeah. o'clock. But Alabama's favored by like something crazy, like 16 and a half points. Yeah. So it would literally be some sort of a miracle if Florida could be Alabama. But as of right now, that's really their only shot at getting into the college football playoff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, while we're talking SEC football, how about your boy Jalen Hurts starting for the Eagles? Oh my gosh. So rewind back to episode one, Christine. What did we always say as Carolina Panthers fans? We always cheer against everybody else who's in the NFC South division and the New Orleans Saints is in the NFC South and they were playing Jalen Hurts and the Eagles and it was a sight to see. Obviously, yeah. Drew Brees is out still with his rib injury. So they have their backup Taysom Hill in, but pretty sure they've, um, they have, they've clenched their spot in the playoffs. So Taysom Hill has been playing really, really well. And there was a lot of drama around who was going to start for the Eagles, but Jalen Hurts kicked some serious rear end. Yeah, he did so well. And obviously the Eagles, now that he played so well, they're going to, he's going to finish the rest of the season off as the starting quarterback. This also is not the first time that they've benched Wentz this season. Yeah. Yeah. Wentz just kind of ebbs and flows, you know, sometimes he does great. Sometimes he does horrible. Lately he's done horrible. And so they're going to put Hertz in, they're going to keep him in and he's going to be the starter for the rest of the season. But the regular season only has three games left in it. Yep. Um, so before the playoffs start, right. Or the wild card game start. But if they, if the Eagles win out the rest of the games for the regular season, they still have a 12% chance to win their division and make it to the playoffs, which is, which is so a ridiculous. Crazy... <laughs> They're I so mean, bad. So bad. And they, they are, yeah. No it would chance. be, what would their record be? If, um, if they won out, it would be like, they would be seven, eight, and one, which would mean yeah. that they would win seven games. They lost eight games and they tied one. So they would have a losing record <laughs> and under 500 record is what they call it. So, um, an over 500 is a winning season and under 500 right. is a losing season. So they would have an under 500 record and would still be able to go to the playoffs. I mean, we talked about this before we hopped on and started recording. There would have to be quite a few other things. It's 12%. Right. There's, it's, there's still it's a chance. not likely at all. All the other teams in the division would have to lose the rest of their games and Eagles would have to win all of their games. So Correct. the likelihood of that happening obviously is slim to none, but it's still crazy to think that there's still a chance yeah. for Eagles. And it's not that they would just be making a wild card. They wouldn't just make a wild card 
spot, they would win their division, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And just as a reminder, you guys, typically there's only 12 teams that are playing in the playoffs this year. It's been expanded to 14 teams. So instead of being four wildcard teams and eight division winners, you now have six wildcard teams and eight division winners. Um, and then the two conference winners. So the winners of the AFC and the NFC get a first round buy. So you have 14 total teams in the playoffs this year. So I'm guessing that means we're going to have a longer like playoff run or I guess would be great back more. Yeah. So more football for us, which I am all about. Yeah. Speaking of more, I mean, this is completely random from the playoffs, but like more, more football, the fact that there's two football games being played on Saturday, I was looking at the schedule this week and I was like, this is amazing. I did. I was not prepared for the Panthers to play on Saturday night. I'm super excited about that, but I, um, nor there are typically I'm kind of mad at the NFL for this, to be completely honest, because typically there is this gap with college football in between like their last regular season game and when their conference championships are, but I'm guessing because of COVID the scheduling got all weird. And so they don't have a gap. So like the ACC and the SEC championship are on Saturday. And so I have to choose if I want to watch the Panthers or if I want to watch at the Alabama, Florida game, which I have a feeling Alabama is going to come out and just totally demolish Florida, but and maybe I'll just yeah. be able to switch over to the Panthers game, but I'm just or like, you can, we can set up like our laptop watching the college game and we have, can have the Panthers game on TV and have two T or like, you know, kind of have two screens set up. Yeah. I've done that before. It's worked out well. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think, I mean, we always have two, two screens yeah. set up or whatever. I don't even, Michael I don't, and I always have to we always have to do that because he's a Cowboys fan. I'm a Panthers fan, obviously. They so always end up playing, playing at the, same, at the time. same time. Yeah. Yeah. We got to figure out how we can watch both games at the same time without spending and going to a bar every single time to watch the games, which sometimes they don't even have both, both games on. Right. So, right. Nobody yeah. really cares about anyway. Games. Normally this is like a, a blank Saturday, which is why the NFL starts playing on Saturdays. But this year, because now there's like all these scheduling conflicts. So whatever NFL, it's fine. I'll just have like three TV set up so I can watch all the <laughs> games that I want to watch and look like a total bum. But there are a few teams, Christine, yeah. even the Panthers are not one of them that have clenched a, an official spot in the playoffs. And I don't think anybody is going to be surprised by these because these teams, obviously, since they're all, they've all played super, super well, the Steelers undefeated up until the last two weeks. Oh my God. They- it's like they, I mean, talk about a high and then a a, a hard drop off. I mean, they lost burn. They <laughs> lost last week, and then the week before, they lost to the Washington football team. So Washington football team, and then the Buffalo Bills. Which Christine, I must say, I chose the Bills to win, and they won. I know. It was the, won. I was very torn. first. It I was, was the very. I, I was shocked that the Bills won. To be honest, I mean, obviously, I picked the Steelers. Um, to win that, but I, I can never stay awake for the late games anyways. So I always like the first thing I do in the mornings is I check the scores, Yeah. but I didn't even have to check the scores because I woke up to a text message from my good friend, Nicole, who I've <laughs> spoken on multiple times in these episodes. Um, cause she's a huge bills fan <laughs> and she, I mean, I, she was going crazy. She was super excited. So she yeah, said, the bills believe. Beat the Steelers. she said, Christine, yeah, she said, you must- you- Believe, B-I-L-L, believe. 
I was like, I'm a believer, baby. Believer. Be a believer. Well, yes. I, even though the Steelers have lost the last two weeks, they have clenched a spot in the playoffs along with the Chiefs, the Packers, and the Saints. So all of that to say, who do we have coming up this coming week, Christine? What games do we have? Thursday night, Sarah, we have the LA Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Who you got? I feel like both of these teams talking about a deep nosedive have just kind of fallen off since the beginning of the season. Um, the West coast is a little crazy right now, but just because they're playing in Las Vegas, I think I'm going to pick the Raiders. I have the chargers. All right. Next. So game. we have two games on Saturday, December 19th, and it's the bills at Broncos playing at four 30. Who you got bills. I got the bills too. We're um, being the next believers, game on Saturday, Nicole, we're being believers. We're believers, baby. The next game on Saturday is at 8.15. It's the Panthers at Packers. Who you got? Oh, God. I said I was going to pick the Panthers every single week. We've but literally lost like eight straight games in a row. Every, I feel like we've lost like 16 games in a row. We're so terrible. I know. But I know. Lambeau, which is where the Packers play in December, there's probably going to be a wind tunnel of snow freezing the Panthers just, and they're used to it are all the way out of the playoffs. So I, Oh my God, I'm so torn Christine, but I think the Packers are going to win. Packers are going to win. I got that one too. Okay. Um, moving to Sunday, Sunday, the one o'clock game, you have the uh, Seattle Seahawks at the Washington football team. Oh my gosh. I think the Washington football team is on a high. I know the Seattle Seahawks are killing it, but I come on Washington football team. You can do it. Beat the Seahawks. I've got the Washington football team too. Fingers okay. crossed. Okay. Okay. So 4 PM chiefs at saints. I think the chiefs are going to win and Taysom Hill, who is the quarterback for the Saints, is going to be on the victim lineup for Patrick Mahomes. Yes, that, <laughs> my thoughts exactly. Every time the Chiefs are playing anybody, I usually lean more towards the Chiefs anyways. But with this, this one, especially with Drew Brees going out or being out, I'm definitely going for the Chiefs. Um, so Sunday, 8 p.m., Browns at Giants. I'm on the Browns train. They're playing tonight. Again, it's Monday. Um and I'm cheering for the Browns tonight. So again, being on the Browns train, I got him definitely versus the Giants on Sunday. Me too. I got the Browns. Um, moving to Monday, we have Steelers at the Bengals. Steelers cannot lose three in a row. I just think it's and humanly impossible. Exactly. So I got the Steelers. I got the Steelers too. So that wraps up episode 12. There was a lot to cover this week. I think we covered it all in a reasonable amount of time, hopefully. Um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Instagram. And see ya.